Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Old Tom, the king of spring, Galberry Joe. No matter the name, his call resonates with hunters all across the United States. We're talking about the wild turkey, and this is the Talking Tom Podcast. We are coming at you with another awesome guest, and you're going to get two podcasts this week. So whenever you're listening to this, another one is coming very quickly behind it. Uh, we're talking to Bryce Hensley of Foxtrot Ammo. I know that uh, TSS is kind of this thing that a lot of people are familiar with, but, but a surprising amount of people really aren't. And so what I wanted to do with this podcast was find a way to talk to a guy that I met in person who I knew was a turkey fanatic, one of the OGs of the TSS world, and answer some of the questions that I know you guys have. And that's exactly what we did. Now we talked all things turkey. We hit them with the rapid fire and we had a lot of fun with it. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. But before we get to that, we got to talk about something important. And that is the fundraiser that we're doing for the Wild Turkey and Associated Wildlife Fund. Dr. Marcus Lashley, we talked about this before. Uh, I'm excited to announce that we have a t-shirt coming out. It'll come out uh, probably next week. That will be added to the giveaway. So as an overview here, uh, if you go online, if you look in the show notes, it's linked down there as well. If you go online and you buy a three-pack combo pack from the uh, Honeycomb Custom Calls, who has collaborated with us, we're going to donate $5 to the fund. You're going to get 30 entries into that. We're going to kind of clarify some of this. So for every dollar you spend, contribute, pay towards this conservation, we're going to give you an entry into the pot. So if you spend $30 on a set of mouth calls, you enter $5 into the fund. And on top of that, you get 30 entries. If you buy a t-shirt, I'm waiting on the price, but I'm thinking this is probably going to be about a $30 shirt. You're going to get 30 entries and all of the profit I'm waiting on what that amount is, is going to go to the fund. If you donate directly to the fund, again, that link's in the show notes. For every dollar you donate, take a screenshot, send it to us. We will enter you dollar for dollar into that giveaway. And then lastly... Uh, the very final component to all of this is if you send us a photo wearing the shirt, 
we're going to give you bonus entries as well. So send us a photo, tag us, take us on Instagram, things like that. We're going to enter you into this and we're going to raise some money for a very important cause. So we're going to touch base with that as more as it comes. And the shirt is awesome. Parker McDonald, shout out to him and White Hawk Creative. He donated that logo. Florida Camo is donating camo and their infrastructure to get this shirt printed on demand for you guys. So uh, check it out. Get ready. It's coming. It's a sweet shirt and I cannot wait to show it to you guys. So With that being said, guys, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. I know you will, but here we go. All right. As I like to say, anything you say now can and will be used against you on the podcast airwaves. So, right on, (laughs) guys. I'm 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 not gonna lie. This is this is episode number two of the Talking Tom podcast, and uh, there there is a. about face that's happening in my life i was really big on the idea that i wasn't going to go to shows i wasn't going to go and spend money going to these things that i was going to spend more time in the woods more time in the outdoors and i'd produce more content and when you're a podcast host it's really important to have connections and i and i completely overlooked that component of things and i went to my first outdoor show actually ever was down in webster this this past year uh, the wild turkey extravaganza scott invited me to go down there and i saw my turkey hunting mentor who introduced me to Scott, who introduced me to, you know, to this guy and to that guy. And then Clay hooks me up with he, with tonight's guest. And you just, you end up networking and you have all these really cool guys who have these really cool stories. And tonight we've got a guy that I think has got one of those really cool stories. And I'm excited to say that we've got Bryce Hensley on the podcast to, to paint the picture, right? I'm a Larry Munson, Georgia Bulldogs fan. Let me paint this picture for you guys here. I'm looking at a man who hails from the Midwest. And I can tell you that, by nothing other than his backdrop. You've got three deer on the back wall back there that would make a Florida uh, deer hunter absolutely envious. Uh, A long beard that is bigger than anything I think I've ever seen in this state, maybe twice as big. So, sir, thank you for taking time out your evening to uh, BS with us for a couple, for a couple minutes. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, this is, this is fun. I'm, I'm excited about, about today's topic because I'm going to be honest with you, the Turkey, my tribe of, of podcast followers, we have a, a, a voice a video chat space where we talk and we talk topics and tonight's topic that we'll get to, I'm just going to kind of let, let that sit over there and marinate and make people think and wonder what we're going to talk about. This is a contentious topic. And I don't mean that like a, like a political contentious because you know we don't do politics but it's like should i or should i not do i need to do i not need to and there's a lot of like misinformation that circulates out there and i'm excited to get to that but before we do we got to set the stage dude you are a turkey hunter through and through I, I we started this podcast off i hadn't hit record yet and i said i would give up an entire deer season for one extra week of turkey season and i think i could see the hair stand up on the back of your neck and you were all in dude you were you were right there with oh yeah if, if i could hunt turkey year round i that would be you know i'd be broke but, you know, <laughs> but i would do it i would find a way yeah yeah <laughs> you know they have a country where that's a thing we yeah. can move there new zealand is, it, is that new zealand yeah, yeah they need help if we could figure out that they would pay us to kill turkeys you know could you imagine we can really that? have a lot of fun yeah and three species they have three species out yeah. there so you can get a grand slam all in one piece of public land and yeah, just yeah come no doubt. Back and do it tomorrow yep <laughs> all over again oh man so all right there's a thousand ways i could take this but if you'll humor me and, and kind of talk about your origin story into turkey hunting, I think what you just said was awesome. 
you, yep. you were saying you were a teenager when you saw your first turkey were you a deer yeah. hunter before that and like you were oh yeah about Star- deer? yeah started deer hunting at age 11 okay um love deer hunting you know it's a family tradition yeah here in the in the midwest uh indiana's full of deer uh while we were deer hunting it was in the fall we uh, seen a wild gobble across the road in front of us and i was in the back seat and uh cousin driving my dad's in the front seat and i can't remember it was my cousin or my dad always said well if it's a wild turkey it'll fly if it's a farm turkey it won't so we jumped out of of the blazer the chevy blazer and chased bam he took off flying <laughs> and i was like you know you see the rope on him and he was he was a big gobbler you know even at 14 i could tell i was a good size and uh that kind of lit the fire in me i was like i one of these days i want to kill a turkey and of course you know after you kill your first turkey you know you got to kill another you got to you know enjoy that experience all over again and uh you know working for my dad and family and recycling we had a yard in aniston alabama right there by talladega and uh, the guys down there that we worked with, um, they turkey hunted and invited me to come down. So here, Indiana boy, don't know nothing about turkey hunting. I started reading as much as I could, learning what I could, and uh, went down there. I got to hunt three days, seen one gobbler, and, you know, have not killed a turkey yet in Alabama. Hopefully this year I'll have time, a minute I can hunt down there and, and get that accomplished. But uh, I think that was in 2000 when that happened. So, you know, fast forward. I joined the NWTF uh, forum. They had they had a great group of people there that I met. Um, a lot of people that I'm still meeting for the first time that I've known, you know, it seems like for 15, 18 years. And, you know, you learn a lot from people who are diehard turkey hunters off of that website, which they they got rid of that. Um, but because of that, there's a, there was a couple other turkey hunt websites that came about. One of them was gobblernation.com, started by Doug Updike. And uh, Doug, he kind of got bored with it, and uh, I really enjoyed the site. And, you know, I said, you know, if you want to sell it, I'm interested. And uh, we struck a deal, and I bought it off of him. It actually him and Rick Carroll, the guy that owned it with him. Rick Carroll's the IT guy, brains behind getting it all set up. But, uh, you know, so with that, you know, I, I've owned, I think it's, it's been seven years now. And because of that, I always wanted to go to the NWTF convention and meet people and you know and soak up the turkey hunt experience with with all the people that manufacture calls stuff like that there and so that was my first time it was, it was seven years ago right when i bought gobbler nation i was like okay now i have to do it so you know my my wife and i and we started going down there to that show and yeah i had already been loading tss for you know quite a few years and uh it just delved into manufacturing ammo and you know, here I am, you know, full-time manufacturing of turkey hunting ammo, waterfowl, coyote, stuff like that right there. But uh, it's it's been a, you know, looking back at the age of 14, seeing my first gobbler and thinking, man, I, I really want to kill one one day. To where I'm at right now, it's been nothing but blessings. That's awesome, dude. I, I think uh, I think everybody's dream, at least on this call, is to have a career, a pathway in the turkey space, right? I mean, I think yeah. every, everybody thinks about that, and here you are doing it, man. Like, you're living yep. that dream, and that is just – there's people listening to this part of the podcast right now. They're like, son of a gun, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, things happen. You know, doors open, and you yeah. you wonder about it at the time what you're doing. You know, is this the right thing to do? um in business you know not not so much that am i going to get rich doing it yeah i 
never thought about it like that there. You know, am I going to enjoy doing it? Um, is this something that's going to, you know, benefit my family? Of course, you know, you want that to happen. You don't want to go broke doing something. But when it comes to the hunting industry, I think everybody that loves the outdoors, they see other people and, and the things that they're doing. And, you know, they've got that thought. They got that idea. You know, when you get a thought and an idea and you've got that kind of passion, you sometimes you just got to push and go and try. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would rather try and fail, not, you know, but not wondering, you know, could I have done it? You know, should I have done it? You know, go ahead and do it. You know, you take like the podcast and everything. I I, I want to do a podcast. I got everything to do it. But right now with everything I've got going on, I can't. Um, I can do a podcast with you guys and with uh, several other people, but you know, the time that it takes to do it and to do it right, you know, people like you're doing, having fun doing it. And it's, you know, it's your gateway and your pathway into the hunting world. And I see podcasts that's growing all over the place. And when you can do this and meet people, it's just a great thing, especially how everything grows, you know, word of mouth is awesome. And Mm -hmm. when you do something like this right here, and you can project who you are and, you know, your hunting passion, that feeds into other people and that helps give them growth. Man, I'm already inspired, Walt. I don't know about, about <laughs> you, but he is already <laughs> preaching words of wisdom from the get-go. So the listeners, they're in for a special treat tonight. Uh, you know, what's funny, Bryce, is uh, Daniel and I just had this conversation. Literally. Yep uh was it like last friday we were talking about like hey how hard should we hit this like how hard should we lean into the calls how hard should we lean into the podcast and there's this there's this dialogue of like every day we wait it's going to be harder like life's only going to get more difficult you know you're gonna have more than a kid or a kid or a bigger mortgage you know like all these different things are gonna start getting in the way and i wrestle with this every day because I enjoy doing this and I feel yep. like this is a fun thing to do. And I feel like I can, I can contribute to a community that gave me a lot. And so right. um, if I could give back, you know, I had a lot of old men who invested in me in the way that was available. Then there were no podcasts, right? YouTube was a fledgling thing, but those old, old, old men took a tradition and, and passed it on. And I hope with this series that, that uh, like that old pro way of going about things just kind of continues that that classic turkey culture just kind of continues to to percolate because it this this community has been the most welcoming and i know this is going to make a lot of people laugh but the turkey community has been the most welcoming out of any of the outdoor spaces absolutely I, and, I, and i'll say i'll reiterate that there the turkey hunting community except for the ammo part of it with, with tss and people that yeah. load and everything that's kind of a secretive <laughs> thing here you know like so but yeah exactly but you know the turkey hunting community as a whole um very helpful mm-hmm. they you know that it, it's a passion that they all like you know we, we all want the same thing um uh, the negative part of it is, is is some people they lose that focus and that thought that you know we're all a team you know like you public land in, in some states is you can park there you can be there for three hours before anybody else and you know then all of a sudden you get two or three other people will pull right up there and they all try and race you to that one turkey you know mm-hmm. people lose common sense you know some people don't have no heart but uh i know that from my standpoint looking back 20 years ago on the nwtf forum um how things progressed in the hunting world you know, you know, that's quite a few years ago, you know, before YouTube really started going, before podcasts became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people was so helpful with me 
like, you know, on turkey calls. And then, of course, um, you know, when Indian Creek, the choke tube company, mm-hmm. uh, when they became a thing, I was already at that point, I was already starting to shoot um, heavy shot, heavy shots, you know, started early 2000s. And, uh, you know, I always wanted the best that I could hunt with. You know, I want the best sounding turkey calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a lot of calls back in the day, you know, the very beginning, you know, anything that, you know, I would buy it and then start running it. And I'm like, well, I didn't sound very good. Why did I buy it? You know? So it, it, if you have an ear for what a good Turkey call sounds like, no, I'm not the best Turkey caller in the whole wide world. And I, I'm mediocre. You know, I still say I'm in the third grade when it comes to calling, but, uh, you know, so (laughs) I just keep trying and, uh, you know, and I don't, because of that right there, I don't look at myself like I'm a champion or anything. There's so many people so much better than I am. And, you know, when you listen to people that know how to call and you can hear that, yeah. if you try and replicate that yourself, not, not just that there, but, you know, wild hens in the woods, you know, you try and sound like them. But uh, back in the day, when it comes to hunting and patterning and stuff like that there uh, with Indian Creek, there was a guy, Steve Conover, he went by Nighthawk. And then uh, Scott Kirsch, he went by Sloppy Snood. These guys, they shot Indian Creek chokes. And they patterned everything, um, whether it was lead, heavy shot, stuff like that there. And, you know, with with traveling, um, you know, I cut my teeth on going to Alabama before I ever hunted a turkey in Indiana. And wow. you know, when you when you travel, you absolutely want the best. You know, you, you want to know what you're shooting. You want to know your distance that you can shoot and stuff like that there. Because, you know what, gas money these days, the tags, what they cost and everything else you know, you, why would you want to go, you know, three states away to kill a turkey and shoot a mediocre shell? And, you know, if it's too far, you know, if your gun's only shooting 40 yards, if it's at 50, I, I want to be able to squeeze that trigger and kill a turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, now my turkeys, I call them in as close as I can get them. But uh, some people think of TSS as, oh, yeah, that was one thing in Webster that I just set back. I still laugh about it is. It's, I talk to guys like, hey, man, what do you shoot? And and they're like, you know, I shoot this and that there. I said, well, have you ever shot TSS? And most of the guys, I would say probably 70% of the response was that I heard, oh, I don't shoot that far. And I'm like, it's not about shooting how far, it's shooting the best. You know, and, and you know, to me, gosh, it, it cost me 60 bucks to fill up my truck. And, you know, I can I can burn that up scouting around turkeys here in northern Indiana you know, in a, in a day's time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's ammo is probably the cheapest thing that you're actually going to spend money on in a turkey hunt. I mean, some turkey calls now at Cabela's are $15, <laughs> you know, it should only be five, but you know, that blows my <laughs> yeah. mind is, you know, with everything, how much everything costs, you know, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, the shells really is the most important thing. And, you know, some people, they get it. Some people don't. So, so let's dive into it. So you are the owner of Foxtrot Ammo. Yes. Um, when did you found Fo- uh, Foxtrot? Well, uh, April 1st uh, will be four years. I love it. As, as that a business. Is that intentional? No, it, it, that's just when I got my FFL <laughs> in the mail. And that's when uh, that's when I got it in the mail, and that's when they signed it was April 1st. So, you know, I, I laugh about that because that is really funny. Yeah. I always thought, is the joke on me? <laughs> yeah. Is it a real FFL or is it exactly right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, so how did you get into TSS? Because I, I feel like that's not just something that you just kind of like fall into. Like you had to have a yep. a reloading background before that, right? Well, no, actually, I did not. 
um, oh. which is really shocking. I did, never did any rifle reloading, pistol reloading. I, I did help a friend of mine when we were in high school. His dad reloaded shot shells, and uh, we would do it for doves, ground squirrels, stuff like that there, just shooting sporting clays. And, you know, a, a little bit of that right there, but I didn't, you know, doing lead and doing TSS, two different things, is closely related, but, you know, it's its, its own entity. But uh, on the NWTF forum, with all the shooting and patterning and stuff, I had a love for ammo and what shot the best and the choke tubes, of course, and the guns and, you know, how to make it shoot better than just a regular factory barrel wood. You know, you could polish and stuff like that. So as a duck hunter also, and that's why I started shooting heavy shot is, you know, because steel shot sucks back then. It was really bad. It's a lot better now. Um, so I, I bought heavy shot when it came out. I had bought some bismuth too. But the bismuth was nearly as good as the heavy shot was. And because of being on the duck hunting forums, you know, I heard about this thing called TSS and uh, this guy named Kyle Smith. I can't remember if he's in Iowa or Kansas, but he's the one to introduce TSS to the American market for, you know, duck hunting. And, uh, you know, I had known about that for quite a few years. And then on the NWTF forum, there was a guy who was selling shot and me and a buddy were like, you know what, let's, let's load our own TSS because man, we're seeing these crazy cool patterns. It's better than anything I'd ever shot with heavy shot or lead. And, you know, I wanted the best. And so we bought some shot and shortly thereafter, I was trying to get the data, the, how, how to load it. And for a 12 and a 20 gauge. And I was getting no help. So I vented my frustration on the WTF forum. And uh, a guy on there said, hey, what do you need? And I was like, I have no idea what I need. I, I've got the shot. I've got these two reloaders. They're, you know, Mech, Mech Juniors, 12 gauge and a 20 gauge. Um, I need help. He's, his name was Tommy Deliva. And Tommy messaged me and said, here's my number. Call me. <laughs> so I called him and he got my info and uh, address and he sent me enough components to load like 25, 30 shells for each. And over the phone and taking pictures, he helped me set up um, these reloaders. And uh, I have actually today at, at our shop, my sister found these two shells from like eight years ago when all this happened. And they are the ugliest looking crimps you had ever seen in your life i mean it, it, it's worse than it you know and we killed turkeys with that stuff back then yeah. you know um it, it, it was it's horrible but you know when you look at that there and you look at what we're doing now and uh it, you know it's kind of full circle and but yeah thanks to tommy deliva um he helped get me started and uh, i mean took me under his wing and you know just because of that it started evolving you know i i showing patterns all the time on the turkey forums and then of course on facebook and uh you know friends family hit me up for ammo and uh you know i told my wife one day i said you know something i i really enjoy doing this and i can see you know that i could actually make a business doing this you know i might not get rich doing it but mm -hmm. you know i had i had this push and this desire to do it um in a family business with recycling. Yeah, I traveled all over the country um, doing scrap cable TV wire. We ship that stuff to China. And uh, I've, been all, I've been in every state except Alaska and Hawaii working. And, you know, with that, you know, in, in business, it got to a point where 
you know, it was just giving me more gray hair. And, you know, I, I found myself gravitating. It was like, it's like I was being almost pushed to do it. And I just had that desire to do it. And, uh, you know, so I contacted the ATF. I said, hey, look, what do I got to do, you know, to be a legitimate business? And they were very helpful and uh, walked me through everything and got everything set up. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of legwork in doing this stuff. I mean, it's anybody can actually do this, but it's, you know, you got to work your butt off just like if anything, you know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But, uh, you know. It, it's one of those things that if you have a desire to do something and your heart's in it, then go mm-hmm. for it. Push yourself to do it. So, you know, and now it's been four years of just about four years running flat out, growing every year, meeting people that I've known for, you know, in person from 15, 18, 20 years ago. And that is what is so cool is the people that I can look back that helped me in the turkey hunting, you know, calling stuff like that there, how to load or, you know, how to make a barrel shoot by polishing it, better patterns with choke tubes and stuff like that there. And here I am now, I've got people that come up to me, you know, I help a lot of people as much as I can, you know, people got questions about shotguns and chokes and ammo and stuff. You know, I was helped so much over the years. I'm not, I don't feel like a, I have an obligation to help anybody. It's just in my nature. I love doing it. I love talking about it. I love showing people and uh, helping others. And, you know, when you go to like the convention, you know, with, with Turkey calling, you know, it, it took me probably three years before I could really run a mouth call. And, you know, when you, when you hear someone all of a sudden, you, it sounds like a barking dog with a mouth call and it's a young <laughs> kid. And, you know, and you look at him and you're like, that sounds so horrible, but you know what you look at him and you go, Hey, keep trying you're going to get there because right now you're doing better than when I first started. You know, it took me such a long time. I had nobody really in Northern Indiana that could show me firsthand Mm -hmm. locally how to run a mouth call. Uh, A lot of times, you know, you talk to people and they could run one over and they could try and over the phone talk and try and tell you how to do it. And, you know, you just got to keep practicing, practicing, they'll never give up. But uh, I know last year at the NWTF that a young girl, she bought a mouth call and she started running it and, uh, these guys that were with her and a couple other people, they start laughing. And she got halfway embarrassed. I told her, I said, look, I said, keep doing what you're doing. I said, you're actually for the first time, you know, starting to sound like a turkey. I keep it up, keep practicing, don't give up. I said, you'll do better than all of them. It takes a lot of bravery to start calling in front of people. I know oh, yeah, I, get, I get nervous. I mean, I get nervous just to call in front of people. So uh, kudos yep. for her to, you know, keep trying. And that's what we need. We need more people like yourself out there encouraging others to continue to pursue their passion because that's what it's right. all about. And the, right. the cards are already stacked or the deck is already stacked against us. And yep. uh, we need more individuals like yourself. And I just want to express my gratitude of uh saying how thankful i am for you doing that and and uh being outgoing like you are um you're the kind of person that i think walt and i both try to try to be and and try to show the next upcoming generation how turkey hunting should be you know if you had more people like that there in this world um not just in the turkey industry um especially in the deer hunting industry sometimes deer deer hunters they just totally they lose their soul when it comes to deer hunting and you know look 
you've only got so many days on this earth and if you're going to live live right and do the best that you can and you know it to me make memories with everybody that you can in your family Mm -hmm. Uh, you know it's especially when it comes to turkey hunting turkey hunting really is so much easier than just deer hunting deer hunting has so much more involved in it Mm -hmm. and it takes up so much more time and it can be more of a hassle just because of other people you know these people just want to argue and fight over it where turkey hunting you know you can walk into a place sit down hear them gobble, start calling to them. If they, if they go the other way, you can circle around and get set back up on them and, uh, you know, try another day. Yeah. You know, I, we, I try not to talk about those heathens any more than I have to deer hunters yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Patreon link will be in the description yeah. at the bottom of the show notes. <laughs> but I tell you what won't, won't, won't be there will be our ratings and review link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's going to be nothing but one stars after that comment. But uh, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, honestly, like the, the difference is profound. You know, there's not been a single deer hunter who's given me a spot. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. I had known one guy. I've known one guy in the deer hunting community to give me a spot and he didn't hunt it anymore. It was more like one of these, like, Hey, I'll take you to the tree and to the area and have at it. Right. And so I walked in there and he goes, here you go. Here's your paradise, figure it out. And I, and then he left and I figured it out. Yeah. Um, Clay gave me four money spots. I'm talking, you can go there every year. There are four or five gobblers there. You're going to be able to kill a bird. If you, if you pursue them, yep. that's yep. what he gave me day one. Yeah. And I'll never forget, like, I'll never forget texting Shane Simpson and Shane just like providing all kinds of feedback, right? And just being, you know, Shane is like, for what he's accomplished, his head could be as big that it would never fit through any door. Right. And I'm sitting in, 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 in the yard talking to Shane one day and you couldn't tell if you didn't know who Shane Simpson was, you would have just thought he was an avid turkey hunter. He was just right, one, of, right. one of those guys. And that just embodies through this community. And we could really use that in the deer hunting community because if things were a little less contentious, I think yeah. we could be better off there, but I'm not going to go down that much further. <laughs> you know, the guy that was with me at my tabletop there in Webster, mm-hmm. yep. that's Doug Updike. Yep. Him and, him and Shane are really good friends. And if yeah. you watched any of Shane's videos, Doug's in that. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Doug's Doug's the one that uh, his stock came off <laughs> on his Encore turkey gun, and you know that, that is so hilarious that all you know how Shane put that all together in yeah. the video. I mean, gosh, if they could hunt like that, be together all the time, I know they they oh gosh, they're, they're, that show could be it could I be know. crazy big. I know Doug's yeah. life of the party though, you know so. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. Doug Doug reminded me a little bit of some of the old older fellas that 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 raised me where like when you first start talking to him they're just like a yeah. little touch standoffish and he's like okay you're a real turkey hunter the he was just come sit down with me let's have a conversation we right, just sat right, there right. we're just talking stories and and, oh, yeah. and and uh but there's the barrier to entry for turkey is just so different i mean honestly right. a shotgun it could you frankly let's be honest right you could kill him with lead been done for years and years and years oh yeah absolutely a, i did for many years with lead yeah a box of yeah. shells off the off the off the shelf and and a Quaker board box call from Walmart, you know, yeah. two hundred and fifty dollars, and you can kill turkeys, right? Yeah. There's there's varying degrees of 
of right. when that moment comes, do you have the stuff that's ready? And I think that's where TSS for me is an easy decision because those opportunities, especially in 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 like places like Florida and and, and places where the the uh, passion for turkey exceeds the population, yeah, the opportunities. When I pull the trigger. I want to know if I've done everything I need to, that there's not yep. a hole this big somewhere in that pattern that, that for, him to escape. For, him, for him to escape. And if I yep. only strafe him with, let's say I pull the shot and only strafe him with a, a tenth of the pattern, instead of that being five or six pellets, it's, you know, 20 right. or 30 pellets. And so we'll kind of get to that in a second. But I think, Daniel, you kind of had a, a a question towards the top of your show notes, I think would be a great way to, to open this up. Yeah, you, so this I... was something you asked me early on. Yeah, so I, I've had I have several questions here for you. But one of the main questions that came up um, was, and, and this was a, a rumor I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but um, will steel shot mess up a shotgun barrel? Um, and should I alternate like my waterfowl gun and just keep it waterfowl and then use TSS, lead, business, you know, other shot out of another gun? Um, so I've, I've heard that steel will either mess up the barrel or mess up the choke. I'm not not really sure maybe you can well you don't want to shoot steel shot through a turkey choke uh the yeah the size of like the uh, waterfowl steel you know you've got say fours threes twos ones then you got double bb triple bb t's f's those size of those shot with steel being you know hard it's not dense like tss is um with large shot like that right there you're going to want on the very you know, like a 700, 710 choke, maybe a little bit more open, a waterfowl choke. Um, like an improved cylinder, modified at the very most on a, on a regular choke. Turkey chokes, typically, like in a 12-gauge, you know, you're looking at a 660, 665, 670 for, for turkey hunting. You know, so it's quite a bit of difference between that and waterfowl. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, the gun barrel itself, not a big deal. You can shoot anything through that. They're lead, steel, you know, TSS, whatever. But the actual choke, yeah, you want to kind of be specific, you know, for waterfowl alone or turkey. So I'm completely fine with taking my my shotgun, shooting improved cylinder number four, you know, steel oh, yeah. out of it. Yes. Um, and then taking my turkey choke, throwing yep. it in and shooting yep. TSS. It, no damage is done. Absolutely. You know, and if you're wanting like the best patterns, like out of a turkey gun, um, some barrels like to be shot dirty. Some barrels like to be shot super highly polished, clean. And, you know, if, if you was pattern testing, you see right away, you know, by the patterns you're getting with whatever choke you that you've got on how that works. Um, so, you know, when, when it comes to duck loads, waterfowl loads in general, you know, you can go the whole season without cleaning your barrel. Right. You know, so when it comes to turkey season, you know, you shoot it. If, if it's crap pattern, then, you know, you're going to want to polish that barrel up, make it look, you know, bore, mirror shiny. And uh, then you can start pattern testing it with, with TSS or lead or whatever to get an optimum pattern. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. That was yep. a, a question that I had. And I think I actually asked Walt about that. And, yep. And he... Uh, spot on <clears throat> that was a right concern on. i had early on too because i've got a um a, a fox 20 the 311 a from back when sears sold you know side-by-side shotguns and i've got yep. a, a remington 870 express um it's not an express it's the it's the really nice like stock like the real nice walnut from like the 50s and wingmaster 
wingmaster thank you yep. um and i was talking you know like to to clay and i was like i want to kill turkeys with these guns these were my granddaddy's guns that he bought um yep. you know he never got to hunt turkey but he bought them with the idea he was going to one day hunt turkey with them you know when the populations recovered and so you know i don't want to mess them up because you think about how heavy tss is the fact that it doesn't deform and that's a wild rumor that goes like it's it's a it's a pervasive issue it's something that seems like every time i bring up tss to somebody who doesn't know um and am i correct that basically the waddings are so uh advanced now that basically there's just no contact that that's perceivable well you, you know every wad has slits in it that way you know when it when it when it comes out the end of the barrel that it opens up and it separates itself from the shot, which say you know, Indian Creek with the porting, and they have what the, what's called wad catchers on the inside. It helps strip that wad away. Um, so you you can get contact from the TSS in the slits of the wad, um, but for the most part, you know your TSS is in you know it's enclosed in that. Um, you know you would have to shoot a lot for it to start you know, seeing negative aware and stuff like that there inside of a barrel. Um, a lot of that there, a lot of the TSS got really thick uh, wads to help protect for that right there. Um, you know, you, you know, you're not going to want to do a lifetime of turkey hunting with either one of those guns. But in this case where, you know, you wanted to shoot a couple turkeys with them, do some pattern testing, you're not going to see anything. You know, nothing negative that's going to happen. You're not going to see major barrel scoring, stuff like that right there. I mean, I've shot heavier than lead alternative, tungsten-based, non-toxic shot, you know, for, gosh, you know, 20, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you started with heavy shot. Back in the day, that's a, all you read about in any magazine article was heavy shot causes, you know, scoring in the barrel and stuff yeah. like that there. And, and a, a few guys would be like, okay, well, we could see marks in the barrel, but when you clean the barrel and you polish the barrel, you didn't see any marks anymore. And I shot so much waterfowl ammo with, with heavy shot back in the day that, you know, I mean, if, if there would have been something seriously wrong with using this type of non-toxic shot, I would have noticed it many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you take an old side-by-side or a double, I mean, come on, um, with my ammo, I mean, I have, you know, two, two and three quarters and one three inch. Um, I also have a lot of waterfowl ammo and several people over the last few years would buy like the one ounce, one ounce, one and a quarter ounce loads, uh, you know, for someone in their family or for an older shotgun that way. The pressures that the turkey ammo of today with tungsten, you know, you don't want to beat an older gun up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to, I, I would shoot it like crazy and not worry about it myself. But, you know, other people, you know, family heirloom stuff is handed down. Right. You know, you don't want anything negative to happen to it. So, you know, like, like if you was to call me up and say, hey, Bryce, you know, I got my grandfather side by side or, you know, I've got this specific gun and I would love to kill a turkey with it. And do you have anything that you could, you know, help me with? You know, I'm be like, okay, look, I we have like a 20 gauge. It's called the hot rod. It's an ounce and three eighths. Um, I have loaded that there with, with a lot less uh, powder in it, and it shoots phenomenal. Like that, there it slows the speed down. It's a 1300 feet per second load. You know, I I can slow that down to where it's you know 1100, and uh, it, you know, very safe and you know it'll pattern great usually out of a full choke good enough that you're going to kill a turkey at 40 yards 
Um, I've seen a lot of patterns from older guns like that. There's people were shocked by how well it did pattern without having a tricky choke in it. But, uh, you know, I'm very accommodating on that there, you know, as a manufacturing business, um, I try and, you know, help everybody that can. I mean, it, it, I can't do it every time, every day, but, uh, you know, throughout the season or well, well before season, I'll get people ask, you know, can I shoot TSS through this? And I will work with them. You know, I'll get them a load that, uh, you know, it's not going to beat them up with a gun. And, you know, it's going to make them feel great about being able to use a family heirloom. So what you're saying is I need to get with you like in June, July to order stuff for that. Well, if you want to kill a turkey with it this year, you want to get with me a whole lot sooner than that. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm 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 based on your Facebook posts. Uh, seems yeah. like that might be a little bit of a limited challenge right now, but <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. Right now, the, the it's crunch time, and uh, you know I'm not complaining. It's like it, it it grows every year. I try and prepare, you know, to be able to do more every year because of it. And uh, you know, uh, this year, you know, I've got repeat customers as far as hunting stores. Mm-hmm. and uh what you know which i'm blessed with and uh i don't know if you guys know the indian creek uh Stuart mm-hmm. and mike well yep. uh yeah they they're the partners on that right there and very very good people um very humble people and i am blessed to know both of them but uh Stuart, his wife becky and son um bought midwest turkey call uh supply and uh yeah give them a little bit of a plug because you know, I bought stuff back in the day, you know, you, there was not a lot of places you could get good quality turkey hunting. You know, you didn't have Amazon, you didn't have eBay way back then. And uh, Midwest Turkey Call Supply, I was introduced that because of the NWTF forum and I ordered stuff from them. And, you know, fast forward, they had the chance and they were able to actually buy that. The people that owned it would want to retire. And, uh, you know, so they, they, they did a huge order with me this year. And uh, I'm very excited about that there because, you know, you look back, that gosh, it's like 15 plus years ago, you know, uh, when I was buying Indian Creek chokes from Stuart and asking him questions on this. And here he was able to tell me about patterns and what shells and stuff like that. And, and you know, now here I am selling ammo to them guys. It, it is it's so cool. It's a great turn of events. Yeah. So, I think you're the kind of the cat's out of the bag in this in this capacity. But I'll ask the question anyways. Uh, you're an Indian Creek guy. Yeah. Um, what makes them special? Because there are a lot of elite tur- turkey cho- tubes out there. That's evidenced by the price point. They're very fond of a lot of these. So, right. what goes into? And maybe this isn't necessarily something you really want to speak with with intensity but what goes into a turkey choke tube versus maybe something else well you know you take a turkey choke tube um gosh because back in the day there were so many different choke tubes that i used bought and pattern tested with you know just to try and achieve the best pattern that i could that way when i did hunt that you know i knew what i was able to do with that gun with that choke with that ammo and when Indian Creek came out, um, you know, with the uh, parallel porting and uh, then they did the wide catchers and in, inside there, how that choke worked is different than what other chokes, you know, I mean, it helped strip away the actual wad away from the shot. And, uh, you know, they were winning like 
and still target championships like crazy that they won 54 of them total with nwtf uh, it's been a few years ago the nwtf they just stopped doing it all together which was a heartbreaker because that was it was a, it was like a friendly rivalry camaraderie between all the you know all the choke team manufacturers you know they have had a chance to you know talk to each other meet with each other and shoot against each other in competition and uh you know when they done that there it was 40 yards from the end of the barrel mm-hmm. and they would always count the the three inch circle how many pellets is inside that three inch circle at 40 yards and you know sometimes it was one pellet difference between competitors on who won and uh i every every year every time they did we would always wait to hear you know who did what and see all the pictures on the nwtf forum and talk about the patterns and everything and uh you know the reason why i stick with indian creek is for one they were so helpful with me you know asking them questions they would help and um let you know what what shot the best for them and what gun stuff like that there plus everybody else on the nwtf forum a lot of people shot a lot of different things there was quite a few different manufacturers back then. Well, with that, you have, when you do a lot of testing and a lot of pattern testing, like I did back in the day, when you shot, you know, five or six different types of choke tubes and you shot 10 different types of ammo, the one thing for me that kept happening is, yeah, you, you take choke company A with this load it might shot just a little bit better than Indian Creek. But when you shot everything, Indian Creek did a better pattern across the board with different types of ammo. And of course, you know, you know, it's just phenomenal patterns. And, you know, with lead, with heavy shot, with federal heavyweight back in the day, and then of course now with TSS. And it, it just keeps getting better. And it's, you know, the same basic choke tube design that they've had forever. And that's why I stick with Indian Creek. Um you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of other of my ammo shot through other chokes that shot very well, looked very good. But uh, when you know, when you know someone like Mike and Stewart, and as helpful as they are, and they stand behind their their chokes one hundred percent. You know, even if something's not their fault, I, I've seen them take a choke back or exchange a choke. Um, you know, that just tells you what kind of people they are. And that's what I strive to be also, you know, in, in my business, you know, we make mistakes. Sometimes we send the wrong ammo out to people, mm-hmm. you know, mess an order up or whatever. So, you know, I, with uh, shipping ammo, a couple of years ago, we was using FedEx and, you know, I was saving money with FedEx, but uh, we had a run of, it was like three or four packages each week would not get delivered. And... You know, you can't wait for FedEx to reimburse you to take care of a customer. It's turkey season, you know. So I shipped a lot of ammo out that year that, uh, you know, I had to resend it just to make sure the customer got it. And, you know, so since then, I've switched to UPS. And that cost me a little bit more money. But I'll tell you what, at the end of the year, I think last year I had three packages that got lost somewhere versus like 40 from the year before. Jesus. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful for that right there because... You know, it might cost me a little bit more money. I'll lose a little, little bit of money because I do a flat rate shipping. I do $20. Sometimes it costs me $27. Sometimes it might cost me a little bit more, but I eat it. But uh, I, yeah, I can go to bed at night knowing that uh, UPS is going to deliver. And I feel like that's what a lot of people want in their 
uh, if they're going to purchase something as expensive as TSS is, right. uh, you know you're paying for a quality product, but if, if you don't get the product or something happens and it messes up, they want to know that they have that good customer service backing them up. And yeah. so it's really good to hear that both you and uh, the choke tube companies are uh, doing a really good job with customer service. So right. for all our listeners out there who are interested in purchasing some ammo, you know, this would be a good start. And that's just one more reason to add them to your list. Yeah. You know, and I, I get people choke tube now. Yeah. Indian <laughs> Creek. I can, I, I, if it's in stock at Indian Creek, I should be able to help you get one. Okay. Yep. We'll talk right on. I got another question for you, if you don't mind. And go ahead. Kind of, kind of debated, uh, subjective uh, question. Um, what what's an ethical shot and uh <laughs> an ethical me, shot uh, tell me why uh uh you know someone's ethical shot may be a little bit different than another person's and, and what our listeners should strive for whenever they're choosing to to take a good shot hit them well, with a zinger okay i'll tell you right now what an ethical shot is if if you pattern test your gun your choke and your ammo and you know for a fact that you can kill a turkey at 70 yards and you are hunting, you got a turkey in the, in the field and as it's 70 yards and you got a wide open shot and you take that shot, that's ethical. Um, so you're saying, I, there's, you're saying there's practice beforehand and preparation that goes into it. We can't just... Ex- ex- our- exactly, exactly. You know, uh, when, what I think is an unethical shot is... You know, back in the day, you always with the old Winchester high velocity or the old federal, you know, three and a half inch, two and a quarter ounce leads, number fours, fives or sixes. You was always hearing about that magic pellet, you know, a guy would shoot a turkey and he would miss and they'd take off running. And as it was running across the field, he'd shoot. And, you know, I killed that turkey at 70 yards, you know, and there's one pellet that hit that turkey. Yeah. That's not an ethical <laughs> shot. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. You know, I mean, it's if if you know what your gun is capable of, and you're confident that at 70 yards you want to shoot that turkey, you can. Um, you know, if you know, to me, that's up to you. You know, how you want to hunt, that's up to you. But you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. Uh, If you want to sit in a blind and hunt, um, if you want to sit in one spot and call turkeys all day and hunt. You know, that's one thing nice about America is, you know, you can do it your way. You can have fun your way. You can enjoy it. Whatever you do, you know, you, you're the one that's got to take that turkey, put it in the truck and, get, you know, get it checked in and go home with it. So, you know, are you going to be happy with what you've done? You know, I mean, uh, you know, in, in this life, you know, we've all made mistakes in life and we've all went home or went to bed at night and like, well, that was crap. Why did I do that? You know, the same thing goes in hunting. You know, um, when I go hunting, I want to know what my yards I'm capable of doing. And, you know, progressing from when I first started turkey hunting, I was always worried about a 50, 60 yard shot having that best. But, you know, now I progressed. Yeah, I know I can shoot 70 yards, but most of my turkeys that I've killed uh, at 25, 35 yards on average. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of preparation that goes in beforehand and that. Right. you obviously like like myself if i make turkey calls i use turkey calls all the time you, you yep. load ammo so you're shooting ammo all the time 
Yeah. Um, so you, you've done the work beforehand to prepare yourself for the big stage so that whenever right. the time comes, you know that you're going to make a good, clean, ethical shot and uh, not have to worry about um, all the outside external factors that can play right. into it. Right. I, I think I think there's also uh, some grace we need to start giving people um in that in that capacity right like i'm i'm not sitting here saying that you should be taking 75 80 yard shots i i really don't care one way or the other honestly i really don't but i do believe that turkey hunting by and large is a game of getting as close as you possibly can you know people ask me all the time well what's your average shot because you use two ss i'm right there with you my average shot is somewhere between about 24 and 27 yards but last year i was hunting a burn keep in mind year three as as a turkey hunter right i'm hunting a burn fresh burn I would have I would have put the mortgage of my house. He was forty yards, yep. and as I'm running towards that bird because he was doing more flopping than I expected, he was dead, but he was just flopping more than I expected. Um, about halfway there, I went, "Oh, that was a bit of a poke, wasn't it?" And I finally get <laughs> to the bird and I look back at where I was, and I stepped it off. It was fifty nine steps, large yep. Hobbit steps, so somewhere around like fifty six <laughs> yards. Yeah, and so uh, it was one of those where it's like. Okay, had I taken that hard stance of 40 yards or in and I had been a dick about it, then I would have been, you know, having to compromise kind of like, am I going to tell people like all this different man, I'm gonna tell you right now that bird was deader than a doornail. Yep. It, 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 I was shaking like a freaking leaf. He was spitting and drumming. The right. sun was behind him. He was full fan. He was sitting there looking for that hen. The tips, I remember it like it was yesterday. The tips of his of his fan were yep. lit up by the sun that was right behind him. I'm gonna tell you yep. right now didn't matter he was at 56 yards or 40 yards that hunt was done i had maneuvered that bird yeah um and you know i knew i had about a 50 yard gun comfortably i had shot it at 58 i wouldn't have probably taken it at 50 so if if he had ranged it and said hey it's 56 i probably would have passed on that bird right Um, just because that's i want him a little closer uh but i knew i had a gun where by and large if i felt compelled to pull the trigger i wasn't going to be sitting there going is it going to do the job yeah you know that's that's like when you know when people ask me how far i will shoot a turkey at as far as i need to <laughs> you know yeah. i i don't i don't travel to play games you know i'm yeah. like i'm just gonna okay is he 40 yards yet or is he 40.1 you know some people say yeah. i will not shoot a turkey past 40 yards yeah well i'm gonna tell you right now you know when you travel you know you're in a different state and the lay of the land is different like i'm in flat land indiana okay mm-hmm. I can hunt anywhere around here and I can tell you about the yards of everywhere. You know, I deer hunted here since I was 11 years old. So, you know, I mean, I can walk around and say, yeah, this is, you know, this is 50 yards, that's 70 yards, that's 80 yards. And, you know, when you're out of state, no, you, you know, I mean, the way, the way like the hill goes down and it comes back up, you know, you might think that's 80, 90 yards, but it might only be 50 yards. So, you know, you've got that right there. What you think is 50 yards, it really could be 80 yards. You know, you go some out west, some of those turkeys, you know, we have big gobblers here in Indiana. You know, I've killed so many two-year-olds that were 21 to 23 pounds. And that that turkey here is the third one I've ever killed. That was 26 pounds. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, inch inch and uh, three-eighths spurs. But, uh, you know some of these western birds you know they they like they're 50 pounds they're not that big but you know if 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 you try to judge the body size you know you're looking at it you know to you it it might look like it's okay that turkey's at 35 yards it could be 65 yards Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's where one thing nice about TSS is, you know, your chances of actually wounding a turkey is less with TSS than, say, heavy shot or lead. And, you know, that gives you a little bit of a buffer there that, you know, if you got a kid hunting with you or whatever, and, uh, you know, they shoot, that's a turkey that takes off running, they rack another shell and they bang again, you know, if, if they hit it, you know, I mean, you just pretty much going to be dead. Mm-hmm. When, when my first season in 2020, I shot a bird one time and I'm not going to say he was going to get away, but I wasn't convinced he was dead. And he was moving away from me and I was able to pull the trigger and st- and just like lights out, cancel Christmas, yep. right? Yeah. And I'll and I'll never forget then looking back and being like, Well, there's another benefit, <laughs> right? Yep. You know, maybe you want to play the close game, but let's say you've wounded that bird and he's flopping and, and, and you've pulled the shot and you've like really screwed the pooch and that bird could get away and you'd never see him again. Right. And I, I wouldn't be opposed at that point to having a sixty yard capable firearm. I mean I, I almost missed a bird at 20 yards one time. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've missed him close. I've missed him far, too. I'm not going to lie to anybody, yeah, allegedly. But, uh, <laughs> but it happens. I, I hunted with uh, Burris Optics, Logan Holtz, a couple years ago in South Dakota, and uh, I hurried up and had a new load um, called the HSHDT, Robert McCormick's load. He's out. He's down in Florida. And uh, I, I really wanted to hunt with that load and, I shot at 40 yards and had to adjust and I adjusted again. I shot and I need to adjust a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Well, when I adjusted that last time I went backwards oh. and I thought I, and I did not oh. shoot the, I did not shoot the third time. So I travel all the way to the black Hills of South Dakota oh. on, on film. Logan holds his holds outdoors on YouTube. You could look it up and find me missing a gobbler at beautiful <laughs> Miriam at 40 yards. You see the wad sail through the air, like, a foot over the fan and uh, I had to, you know, <laughs> suck it up. I blew some snot balls, cried a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, so I actually went back two weeks later and I killed another one, another spot that was a really nice one. But uh, yeah, me and Logan, we laugh. Every time we talk about, we laugh about that there. Cause the first things out of my mouth, when I said that, I said, man, have you ever had a fast fire three fail on you? And he goes, never. Yeah. you know so we had to go back to camp i had to shoot at 40 yards and sure enough at 40 yards man it was like a foot and a half above the the turkey target so yeah i said i i told him i said i know it was me dude you know i knew that when i shot and i watched the wad fly through the air but that was hilarious oh yeah at least get it on at least get it on camera exactly if you're gonna do something stupid on camera yeah (laughs) what's wrong with your what's wrong with your red dot come on man Yep. So what's the what's the difference? What makes TSS different than than like lead? Like what what's so special about it? Well, okay, one thing about lead is um I'll kind of tell you a little bit of difference between lead and TSS. Of course, lead is soft. TSS is dense and extremely hard. With that, you got a couple things that happen is with lead, when you pattern test lead at 15 to 20 yards, you got like a softball or a golf ball sized hole and with a couple pellets around it. Now with TSS at really close range, you've got that same hole, but you got this uniform pellet pattern around the hole. So it's actually TSS is actually more open at really close range versus lead. But when you, when you go from 15, 20 yards to 40 yards, 
you'll notice right away that the lead pattern has opened up quite a bit bigger than the TSS. Um, so the TSS, what, what it does is it's more forgiving up close. It's tighter at 40. So what, what, what it's doing is the pattern, because of the hardness and the density of the shot, how it cuts through the air, it stays tighter together at longer distance. You know, you take lead, then you go from 40 to 50 yards, you know, the pattern for a lead is going to be quite a bit less. Where TSS, you know, it, it, it's still killable. You know, if you if you kept checking that there, you know, if you shot all the way out to 70 or 80 yards, you know, you would find in some loads that, that TSS is still viable at extremely long distances. And that's one thing that you have to be careful of versus lead. I mean, I don't want no one to get shot with anything. You know, I don't want any accidents to ever happen in the turkey woods. Stuff does happen. You know, when you're hunting public land, if you walk in a place really early, you got a turkey goblin, you set up, you got a decoy right there. You might have someone who's not that smart or that ethical. They're going to try and sneak in and go around you. And if you're shooting TSS, you know, yeah, it's going to be a lot worse on somebody than with lead. Um, case in point, last year I hunted Mississippi with a gentleman named Chris Crow, good customer of mine actually a really good friend of mine now uh we've become really close he invited me to come down and hunt mississippi i went down and hunted one of his guys that work with him uh, helps take care of all of his hunting properties his name is jacob gray and we were shooting this pistol in between hunts and uh shooting in patterns at 40 yards and uh, they got a thousand yard gun range and they got the silhouette at 100 yards and i said hey try shooting that and jacob's like with this 410 and I'm like, yeah, try it. let's try shooting. He's like, okay, it's your ammo. So we shot it at 100 yards. And I heard it ding. Now, it wasn't the AR plate that ding because, you know, that thing's like one inch thick. Um, but the tube that holds that up, I heard that ding. Well, we walked and looked at it. And I've got a picture on my phone that this, this is a 410, three-inch, seven eight ounce payload it it's just like 1100 feet per second um, at 100 yards he aimed a foot over the top of the silhouette the metal tubing that holds that silhouette up it actually dinged dented into the metal of that tubing that's a 410 that's crazy i mean uh, yeah we were blown away i mean i never would have thought that would have happened mm -hmm. but uh we were both like can you believe that actually dented you know, I mean, that's nine and a half by 10. That was a duplex load that we were shooting. I, I can't imagine like, you know, TSS number sevens or number eights, what that would do to somebody at a hundred yards away. That would burn somebody up, you know? So with, with, with TSS, you know, yeah, it, it, it's superior than lead, heavy shot, stuff like that right there. But you have to be aware of your surroundings and where you're hunting and who else could be hunting there. You know, you, you just... You just can't be out just burning up the woods. So I just want the listeners to know that I have uh, I have messaged Logan to confirm that uh, that story actually happened, and he it actually happened. He just validated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true, man. I'm not gonna lie about that. So what's what's really weird about this is Logan was one of the first guests we had from no like, the West right in 2019. So okay. that's like 
a decade ago. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so, so I just I had to throw that in there. I knew you'd enjoy that. But yeah, that's great. We when Clay was building his capture uh, trap because evidently TSS yep. can be expensive. Um, yeah, uh, he had his recapture trap. We were at forty yards. We were shooting nine and a half. Yeah, and he only had like three of the one inch uh, uh, horse mats dangling. Okay, yeah, right. And pull the trigger thing kicks like a mule. Couldn't believe how how hot he had that thing. And and he goes, man, I think I may have that a little hot. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We get down there in the pattern. It's the first time I've ever seen TSS. He's like, hey, come out here and shoot this round through your Mossberg. I'm like, okay, it's gorgeous. I'm just like, oh my god, this is this is next level. I needed to get a different choke tube because it was too wide, but it was just like anything in a 36 inch circle was dead. And uh, we, we look at the back of that, that, that trap. There's a, I think it was like an eighth inch or quarter inch piece of steel he had back there. And it was like 30 pellets blew through that at 40. Oh, yeah. yep. And I was like, yep. Oh my God, this is just, this is different. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I have, I have a pellet trap also, and uh, it, it's quarter inch steel. <laughs> and, yeah, so you know, I, I make sure that it it don't go through that. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't I only shoot turkey shot through it. I I do a lot of coyote ammo. Yeah, and I haven't attempted to shoot that because it would burn right on through it. Yeah, especially yeah. at forty or fifty yards. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I think we recovered like a third of the load. It felt like at that that's point. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you this. We're we're coming up on an hour. Um, so I think Daniel and I, we, we have this o- o- over-enthusiasm as to how many questions we can pack into a podcast. And at the end right of the on. podcast, we kind of have to like pick our little closing questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got one. It's kind of a quick answer. And then Daniel, if you've got a follow-up, we'll do that before we do our rapid fire to close this out. Um, if someone is on a budget, Right. Yep. And, and I'm sure you get this all the time, but I just I feel like hearing it from the horse's mouth would be a, a big day, a big uh, benefit to people making this decision. And they had to choose between doing more hunting or investing in TSS, whether that's in state, you know, traveling to to hunt somewhere else where they can hunt or going out of state. What is your advice to them? Is it to invest in that TSS for the future or to just continue work rocking what they have that works? Well, I would always suggest using TSS. Um you know, cut back on little things. Yeah. At the end of the year, you know, you can, you don't have to just wait till turkey season to buy any ammo or TSS to load your own. Mm-hmm. You can do that year round. Um, back in the day, that's what I did with heavy shot. I mean, I found heavy shot on sales where I bought it, you know, as much as I could get my hands on, you know, cause it's stuff's not cheap, but uh, you know, with, with TSS, gosh, you know, I, I've had guys that it seems like once a month they're ordering ammo and instead of them waiting at the last minute and, you know, trying to buy five boxes or 10 boxes, you know, for the whole turkey season for travel or whatever, they, you know, kind of rolled out through the year. So yeah, that would be my, that would be my choice. Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same mindset. I think there's a lot of people who, um, you know, maybe instead of getting the Big Mac, you get a couple, you know, McDoubles and uh, call that supper. You know, that's right. And, and, you know, and I don't know about I mean, I think a lot of these people are better turkey hunters than I am because I'm lucky to pull the trigger one time in a season and I can justify ten dollars. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Daniel, what do you think, man? You got a closer? Yeah. If you had to uh, shameless plug here, I guess, for your (laughs) business, uh, if you had to uh, pick one load to recommend 
to people who want to get into it, who know nothing about TSS. They've shot lead their entire lives. They love the number four uh, long beard uh, XRs and whatnot. Um, what TSS blend or um, which load would you recommend they get? Well, typically, the majority of people out there are still hunting with 12 gauge. Of course, you know, 20 gauge has been popular for a long time. 410 has become extremely popular now. Uh, so if you look at it at a 12 gauge standpoint, someone that's only shot lead, three and a half inch lead, whatever, long beard XR, whatever. Um, I would say I have I have a couple loads um, in 12 gauge, two and three quarter, the twister with number eight shot. Um, that right there, easily a 70 yard round with a two ounce load. And it'll pattern you know, five times better than any lead four or five shot. Uh, so, you know, a lot less recoil. It's still a fast payload and it's patterns extremely well compared to lead. I mean, there's no comparison when you get people who shot lead for years and they shoot even a two and three quarter 12 gauge round of TSS number eights, it blows their mind. You know, of course, number nines gives you a higher pellet count, but killability, um, with number eights, doesn't matter if it's thick brush or thick grass in the field. You know, if his, if his head is up and you can see the red, put the bead on it, squeeze the trigger, he's a goner with like number eights. So that would be, you know, twister eights, even the three inch thunder eights, eight by nine duplex. I love hunting with that combo and several of my guns. Um, you know, that, that right there would be it. Fantastic. We'll have to hope the listeners are paying attention to that little piece right there because that can pay off and that can you know be the difference of a a successful turkey hunt this year and uh versus you know wanting to sell your equipment give it up and uh every year oh absolutely i make the threat every year yeah (laughs) i've never threatened to quit oh i have i have i have and it's always self-inflicted it's like the 2021 i have a turkey drumming first time i ever hear it it's a super windy day and i think that there's a truck coming down the road blasting bass just boom 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 i'm like god dang it here i am trying to do this turkey thing and i look over my shoulder to see the truck because i'm not far off of a road and no one around here respects whether you're supposed to be on the road or not and as i turn to look over and i'm just gonna i'm i've I've, I've got it in my chest i'm like i'm gonna just holler at this guy for coming down this road the middle it's the turkey opener never killed a turkey and i turn my head like this and as i turn right to my left i see him in full strut and he goes the hell yeah right <laughs> and it just changed right i was listening to a turkey drum and i thought it was bass from a truck i mean it's windy it's like 20 yeah. mile an hour sustained wind he's right there he's going right to where i wanted him to be it would have been dead lights out opening bird i mean unreal dude i almost sold everything i had right just then and there leave, I was you so gun, leave you vest walk yeah. that, 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 that right, right there, there yeah. that, something like that hurts deep Oh, you know, you don't forget stuff like that no. right here. You know, no. the ones that get away, like you oh, know, missing missing the turkey with Logan Holtz. You know, out in South yeah. Dakota. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I still cry at night over that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I may forget many birds. I hope I get to the point where I forget some of the kills. Right. I hope I get to that point. I don't know that yep. it'll happen, but I guarantee you, I will never forget my first bird. Or that one. Never. Yeah, it's absolutely. never going anywhere. <laughs> absolutely. You know, you have fleeting moments where you don't remember everything, but then yeah. something will trigger. Yeah. And you remember something that, you know, from that's one memory that you can have from every hunt yeah. that you remember for life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, Daniel, we're going to do our rapid fire here, sir. Uh, the way this works is don't think, Bryce. You just you just answer right off the top, and we're just going to take a question and work our way down. It should only take a few seconds. Is this like yes or no? Uh, you'll see. Okay. Daniel, the first one's yours, so I'll let you lead off. Oh, yeah, and I love this one. I read this one earlier today, and it just happened to play out. So first one I have, red dot or old school bead? Red dot every time. 410 or 20 gauge? Why not both? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Daniel, why don't you skip the next one? Because I have a feeling we know the answer. Yeah, I was gonna say he he knows he Letter knows TSS that one. was the oh. next one, but we'll just skip uh, it. <laughs> I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna go down to box collar trumpet. Trumpet, decoy or no decoy? Depends on the situation. No, you got to pick one. I'm gonna I'm gonna call no, you. Man. You got to pick one. Well, as much as I travel, I hate carrying a decoy. So I'm gonna say no decoy. Yes. All right, go ahead. But I'll use one. <laughs> bearded hen or triple bearded tom triple bearded tom i'm about to change that one that was too easy for people beards yep. or spurs spurs okay turkey vest or no vest turkey vest favorite locator call uh the harrison al hooter or now is now it's the torpedo james harrison you can't beat that one favorite subspecies Well, right now, I don't have a Rio killed, so I would have to say it'd be the barium. Okay. Favorite state? Ooh, that's a tough one because there's so many beautiful states I've been to. Um, actually, I'm going to say South Dakota, the Black Hills. Favorite podcast? This one. Hey. All right. You're, you're welcome <laughs> back on the show. Camo pattern of choice. Okay. I'm a kind of guy that uh, I will wear anything to kill a turkey um it doesn't matter i mean i'm a short stocky kind of guy so when it comes to hunting pants i wear brown because they fit me and i can move around in them <laughs> factory camo pants do not fit me yeah i cannot walk in them it rubs me raw so you know um as far as like a shirt or whatever i mean i wear mossy oak uh sick i've got some kuyu um a green shirt with the, i don't know whatever yeah <laughs> i'll wear it whatever, whatever fits <laughs> that's right <laughs> Whatever I'm comfortable in. There you go. Hey, I'll wear a speedo if you take me turkey hunting. I don't care. I would not go hunting with you in a speedo. <laughs> I would draw the line right there. I don't care if it's a camo speedo, dude. We're not hunting together. It's bottomland. I've got it picked out. It's bottomland. You'll never know it's a speedo. It's gone. I would expect you to be in a real tree speedo, but not bottomland. Come on. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see where we're at. The next one, our super. <laughs> All I can picture is watering a lime green speedo trying to oh dance around gosh. and hide from a turkey. <laughs> With a vest on. Yeah. He'll probably kill the biggest turkey of his life doing it. Yeah. Oh, probably. God. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Are Super Jakes real? Absolutely. Have you ever passed on a Tom? Have I ever passed on a Tom? Mm hmm. Had him in the sight, didn't pull the trigger. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, because when you hunt with other people and you want someone else to kill one, I have done that. Good Favorite man. turkey book? Favorite what? Turkey book. Uh, turkey, turkey hunting. Favorite turkey channel? Gosh, I hardly ever get to watch turkey channels. But 
and there's a few good ones out there. I couldn't name one off the top of my head. Okay, fair. You're too busy. You're too busy out there supporting the turkey community yep. to uh, be a consumer of content. Yep. <laughs> well, listen, dude, I appreciate you to know it because you told us just how busy you are. Uh, if, you, if you go to his website right now, you'll see just how busy he is. So, I have um, nothing online. <laughs> i was actually gonna pa- patronize you and actually uh buy buy some something for me today and i was like i'll buy 28 if he's got to no, there's nothing there it's it's all no so no uh, it's not <laughs> i'm still recovering from the, the two shows that i've done plus all the hunting stores i've sent orders to but yeah, uh yeah. if for my repeat customers or new customers that's wanting to get the ammo it will be on shortly there you go there you go yeah. and, and here's here's what i suggest you got a guy that's a lifetime lifetime turkey expert people ask me questions all the time if i don't ask know the answers and i give you an answer it's because i've gone to somebody like price to get the information and provide it to you so if you've got a gun you're worried about money you want to try and dial in a choke tube and a shot size combo just shoot the guy a message i guarantee you he can he'd be all too willing to help you um i get the feeling he likes turkey hunting and so i have a feeling he's got an answer and he'd be willing to speak to you so dude i just want to say thanks again for jumping on the show with us Hey, thanks for having me. And we'll do it again sometime. And and I will definitely be in Webster again next year. Okay. And we need to yep. turkey hunt at some point. Maybe, Absolutely. maybe not with Burris optics though. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe with uh, Logan, and quiet, Logan and quiet cat. So there, there we go. You go. There yeah. you yep. go. <laughs>